Time once again for the Right at the Fork podcast and the Gary the Foodie restaurant update for the month of October. Did we let Gary do that? Well, I almost should because he's actually in studio today. Yeah, let's let's have fun. No, let's no, have... no, no, no. I want Court to do it. <laughs> you want Court? I yeah. do too. I like uh, Court I've, doing it. Te- technically, I just did it. Yeah, so. well, that's true. It's great. And that's Court Johnson. Yeah. Gary the Foodie over there. Gary Okazaki. Mm-hmm. Did Hi. I pronounce that right? Yes, I've you been, did. I've been really bad with pronunciation. And I'm Chris Angelus, and welcome, as Court already said, to another edition of Right at the Fork. We're going on four, completing four years. This is Soon. the first time I've been in the studio since last December. Has it been By that yourself. Long? By myself. I don't know when was the first time. Yeah. The oh, first yeah. time, yeah, you, the first time was the yeah. only time you were here by yourself, then yeah. you were here with Justin. with Justin. Then we did something with Maddie. Right, in so. a different studio than this right. one, bigger. So, and that was a good, those were two podcasts, those were fun. Right. Should we do that again this year? Yeah, let's do it. You want to do the? Sure. Good, that's less planning we have to do now, there we, we go. just All know right. what we're going to do. That's how we do it here on Right at the Fork. And so, yeah, and you, as we go. by the way, what you'll look forward to, since right. we don't need to leave it in the abstract, right. is... Gary and Maddie, Maddie John Bauman from Bauman. I again. I know. My, Maddie, it's the John that throws me off. Really? So, is that the? Is that his last name? No, it's Maddie John Bauman. So, um, who is the editor of Eater? Um, and we'll talk about. We do a little recap of what's gone on in Portland. A lot has gone on in 2017. It's been a big year. Last one was 2000. Obviously, 2016. Good, Chris. But now we we can go back and listen to what we we had talked about. What we thought might come up in 2017. Let's see if it happened. Okay. Anyway, but now we're just here to talk about um, October, and maybe September. Right. Right. It's been a while. It has been a while. A little bit of September and and most of October. Right. We're recording this here towards the end. Right. And it's always, uh, Gary, it's nice to have you in the studio. Thank you. What brought you downtown today? Well, as some people know, I have more free time than I used to. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah. My so, condolences in th- person. Thank you. I certainly, thank you. I wrote you from, from. From Europe. Yeah. In court, thank you too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a transition. How you doing? Okay. It's, it's feels, well, my friend said, oh, you're an orphan now. I have no mother, no father, no wife, no kids, no grandma, no grandpa. So you have us. Yeah, I have you. And you have the whole. You know what you have that is really special. You got the whole food community. Well, a lot we'll of people see. love well, you, man. I don't. I, I don't know if you know this, Chris, but I, you, I think you were in Europe when this was released. But Portland Mercury released an uh, interview that I did with Chad Walsh mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, right. and it wasn't the most positive. But everything I said in the in that interview, first it was a very long interview that Chad had to um, whittle down. That's why I love the podcast more, because I used to do that, and you'd have to bring it from 10,000 words down to 1,000. Right. And so much had to get, it was a big job to cut that out. And, or edit it, I should say. And what everyth- everything I sa- I've said in that interview, I've said here on, food, on Right at the Fork. Multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. The one thing that I regret is not emphasizing the hardworking men and women in the in the food industry. I appreciate them, and I and I respect them. And I regret that I didn't say that. But it doesn't doesn't you don't know it would not, might not have necessarily gotten into the article had you had you said it. You're you're correct, but I didn't say it during you the interview, and then, which I regret. But you know you gets, can't with, as with anything you can't. 
You're, right. There's always afterwards you're second guessing. But I don't regret what I said. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Well, you're getting I, quite a bit of press. That wasn't the first. Uh, Jennifer Anderson covered you in yes. Portland Tribune, which yes. was cool. I'm very grateful. Yeah. So who would have thought? But so you're. Being, well, it's all started with you, Chris. Well, actually, oh, no, Jennifer Anderson was because of you. So. Well, yeah, but I think I think it all started because of you. You were getting <laughs> out there and doing your your uh, flickering, flick, flickering and twittering, no. tweeting, Twitter, tweeting, tweeting, tweeting first. Tweet. Um, then, so at any rate, so for those who haven't listened or just starting to listen, Gary comes in every month and we do a restaurant update. So Gary's the man in the on the street covering what's opening, what pop ups are happening, or news, new. or, or new. we had some recent news. There's been, been some awards handed out. While uh, I was gone. While you were gone. Good. The first one is Portland Monthly's Karen Brooks released her, not just her restaurant issue, Ben Tepler works on it and Zach works on it, Zach Dundas and um, Kelly Clark all work on it. But Karen is the one who names Restaurant of the Year and chef Chefs of the Year, the main awards. And this year's uh, Restaurant of the Year, to no surprise of many, it was Han Oak, and the chefs of the year were Joshua McFadden and Sam Smith of Tusk. Mm-hmm. Uh, all worthy. And especially, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to be objective about Han Oak because I'm no. there all the time. But it's okay. That, yeah. You, that's subjective and objective at the same time. And also Esquire, a few days later, released their best new restaurants. And they hadn't done one in 2016. So it, the restaurants were from basically summer of 2015 all the way to... Um, summer of 2017. They and should have said newish. Newish. Yeah. Newish restaurant. Yeah. That was because that was because Coquine was on that list. Yeah. Right. Which, they opened July of 2015. I thought the same thing. That was not new. That's, I mean, it's sort of new, but it's not. But it's new. hard because they didn't do one last year. They didn't yeah, do one. That's their thing. The, the, Josh Rosersky had, had passed away. Passed away. Yeah. So. And they just, Jeff Gordonaire was not ready to name, to create a list. So Coquine came in at number four and Hanok. Surprise, surprise, number eight. And number one, Felix, Felix Tutorial, which I hope to cover when we do a Los Angeles spotlight. It's a, I, God, I love that pasta. Evan, Chef Evan's doing just a killer job in Venice, California, at Felix. Number one, best new restaurant in the country. Now on to restaurants. I guess I've been kind of on a brunch kick. Uh, Coquine for weekend brunch. I'd been there for breakfast. And I thought, oh, I'll go in for a Saturday, thinking it'd be the same menu. But I went in, and it's not. The weekend brunch really is truly a combination of the breakfast and lunch menu, hence that it really is accurate to call it a brunch. And this is Saturday and Sun. I think it's Sunday. It's Saturday at least, because I was there on a Saturday. I had this, uh, this um, chicken pot pie at 8 a.m. in the morning, and it was quite a way to start the morning. There was also a, a really a, like a roasted carrot dish, which I've actually seen some version of it on the dinner menu, but I actually had it again at 8 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday. And so please don't sleep on Coquine's brunch program during the weekends. It's really... And can you get in pretty easily? I mean, I, yeah, there was Coquine's no... Coquine's getting so much press now. Yeah, but at 8 a.m. on a Saturday, there was no one there except for me. I, I, I left maybe around 9, 15, and still there was... Really, there are maybe one table. Well, yeah, and it's new. It, it's well, new, I, don't, it, I don't know about. I mean, that's a good question because we're such a brunch town. 
you would have figured that there'd be a line out the door because they do really well during breakfast and lunches during anyway. the weekday. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is new. Maybe it's undiscovered. But uh, that's certainly not the case for dinner, which is always, as you well know, pretty busy. Mm -hmm. Speaking of cocaine, I guess this is this is just a one-off. So I won't talk about this too much. But it was a truly an honor that Daniel Patterson one of the greatest chefs in the world came to Portland, Oregon and cooked with his protege, Katie Millard, who owns Coquine. Uh, it was like 10 days ago, and it was just a special dinner to celebrate Daniel's new book with Mandy Aftel. And I, Daniel has not, he, he, he left the, he, even though he currently owns Qua, the two Michelin starred restaurant in San Francisco, he, he hasn't been in the kitchen basically since then, which is December of, 2000 and uh, December of 2015. Although he, he'll do an occasional event here and there. He's been most of his time on his other restaurants like Local and Astor and Alfred Steakhouse and all the other restaurants he owns. But it was, it was just fantastic that Daniel was back in the kitchen with Katie and it was a, 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 a truly memorable dinner. So thank you, Daniel Patterson, for coming so down. I just want to ask you how you get, you make sure you get on those really special opportunities because lots of times I, I will yeah. hear about them and then go sold out. Yeah, and, and that one did not sell out. I don't know. You could go day of. You could I, call up day of and get, I, I know that was That's happen. part and parcel of what's going on in Portland right now in that it, some events will absolutely sell out, but... There's so many events now, it's hard for everybody to keep track. Right, and I, and I tried to publicize the event as soon as it was official, because I've known about it since the day after Katie talked to Daniel about it. Um, well, I kind of heard, I was told. So, because I've been, I've been prompting Sondak, and Sondak, who's Katie's husband, co-owner of Coquine, to, I'd love to see Daniel and Katie do a dinner. I've said that for like two years now. Well, I've said it since Daniel left the kitchen in December 2015. And so I heard about it really pretty early. And, you know, I tried to publicize it. The only one, no one really wrote about it at all. Maybe, maybe Pomo did. Um, so those events, like, are, it's, you got to, I don't know, it's, it's difficult. There are very, various news sources to get that information. Eater PDX, Portland Oregonian, Pomo. But it, it's, it can be difficult. For example, I also, since the last time I came in, uh, attended the Chefs Who Inspire series at um, Long Bon. Earl is doing approximately once every month, once every three weeks. He's doing, he's he's collaborating with another chef, either from here or not from here. The, I mean, hope, right now it's mostly Portland chefs. The first up was Gabriel Rucker. That dinner sold out in a minute, minute, one minute. And then Greg and Gabby have a dinner in two days. This is October 23rd, so October 25th. When this is released, the dinner will already be done. But I, I'm assuming that sold out very, very quickly. So that one is a very, very, very difficult get. And I think you have to go to Long Bond's Instagram account. And Earl, Earl will tell you when and where to try to get tickets to the Chefs Who Inspire series. He told me of some of the chefs for 2018 I can't tell you, but oh my, oh, OMFG, that's, that's, it's going to be pretty cool if he gets the people he hopes to be getting or have, have already committed. 
Uh, speaking of brunch, going back to brunch again, Stack Sandwich is now having I is got, now serving brunch. I just brunch read that press release. On Saturdays from I think it's 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And Gabriel Pascuzzi, who owns Stack Sandwich, is also doing this this collab. Like all these chefs are doing collaborations now, mm-hmm. so he's doing these like breakfast burrito collaborations. First up was Justin Woodward from Castagna. And it's just oh, that's a good start. And ch- the charity is Urban Gleaners, which is very it's a very awesome charity. Uh, Tracy Osaren, I believe, is the head of Urban Gleaners. So go and have a breakfast burrito from Just who was created. You can't have Just, but who which was created by Justin and Astak Sandwich because there's nothing, there's really nothing around there because it's basically in the industrial district. So it's nice to have that option in that part of town. And I also had um, like a, a, something called an Italian breakfast, garlic toast, meatballs, marinara sauce. Well, as I understand it, Eggs. Gabriel has quite a pedigree. So he's, you know, yep. doing sandwiches. But yeah, he's, he's done, he's done Noma. Right. Yep. And he's done more than that. Far be it from me to not think that you don't know. So, um, no, yeah. I'm glad you... Yeah. And he was also the... He also worked at, he was also the executive chef on the Whiskey Library, and he has a pop called PN26, and he's gotten lauded for his um, sandwiches at Stack Sandwich. I've seen some of them on a few Instagram accounts. They look fantastic. Yeah. I've got to get over there. I've been in. Gone. Yeah, I want to do something with those guys. Here's two, here's, here's something. I, here, I went to Burgerville recently. You know how I like fast food. And I, I love Big, Burgerville. I like their classic hamburgers, but for some reason I hadn't been in a while. So I go up and order my burger, $1.97. They said, what else do you want with it? I said, don't I get something in it? In it? I mean, don't, doesn't it actually just come with certain things? They said, no, you can actually, we can actually add things to it. Cause right now I think it only comes with like the sauce. ketchup and the sauce maybe. Right. So what else do you want with it? Do you want lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, and onions? I said, yes, 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 yes. And do you want ketchup? I think I don't know if ketchup and mustard come. I don't know if ketchup and mustard come with it. I, I think I asked for it, and I said, "How much extra is that?" I said, "Nothing." So I said, "Oh, awesome!" So dollar ninety seven for a pretty darn good little hamburger with a lot of you got to. But apparently, you have to ask for those extras. Dollar ninety seven. That's now my favorite. There's nothing wrong hamburger. with that. That's we should do a whole show on s- stuff like that. Well, I, right, I, but I there love, aren't that many places. I guess. What do you mean? That, like for really cheap hamburgers? Yeah, really oh, fast cheap. Food. All the fast food places. Yeah, let's, we, we should talk Wendy's. about McDonald's and Wendy's, Wendy's and what yeah. we think. <laughs> I mean, I have my fav- my guilty pleasure as a sausage biscuit at McDonald's. Uh, it's a cheap, quick breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Or lunch or and, dinner. And Oakley, I give him half of the biscuit. Uh-huh. So he he just loves it. He knows when we're doing that. So for a buck forty, can't beat it. And I went, to, speaking on the other side of the spectrum, I was kind of walking in the Pearl since I have so much free time these days. And I ran across this place called Pixie Retreat. And I didn't know. I just walked in. I said, what, what is this? And it's a, it's a plant-based raw dining establishment. There are two locations, one across the street from Stack Sandwich and then one in the Pearl, which I went to. And I'm, I don't eat that way. Believe me, it's the last thing I'm going to eat, but for some reason I said, "Oh, I'll give it a go." And guess well, I had Teresa is one of the co-owners of Pixie Retreat, and she was there. 
behind the counter. So she helped me create a bowl, a very, an incredibly healthy bowl. And it had kale, it had some tempa, some millet, oh, right, all this stuff. And I thought, oh, is this gonna, oh my God, am I gonna like be able to eat this? And it was actually really, really good. And good find. Those yeah. are the best when you don't even, you just yeah. happen upon them. I gotta eat healthier. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. Of course I know why. I just, I just have to help here. <laughs> don't know why. We'll come up with a couple of ideas. And uh, I spent a lot, not surprisingly, I spent a lot of time at Providence Medical Center on the one in Northeast Portland. It's like on 47th in Northeast Gleason. I have fallen in love with, I don't know about that. That's a pretty strong statement. Providence Medical Center's food court, which is you go down the green elevators <laughs> To to the to the bottom floor, and for lunch starts at ten thirty. They actually have a late night menu. Believe it. well, it makes sense. They have a late night menu. So usually, so the, the 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 lunch dinner service runs almost uh, runs a really long time. I it's five dollars and ninety five cents for the main entrees during the day. So I had a lot of them while I was hanging out in the hospital. I, I'm I'm in love with the oven roasted turkey. I, I'm I, the way it's hard to find out. Well, it's not so hard. I actually found out how you find out about what's being served. There's a number you have to call up, a Providence number, and they'll tell you that day. You won't. You can't find out like what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen in three days from now? But you can handle the day of. So I actually like missed my turkey day last Thursday. I, I called oh, up no. and it was too late. And but five dollars and ninety five cents. Can we do a hospital food crawl? I don't know, man. That's pretty. It's also kind of <laughs> depressing. But I actually have been there since since you know my dad passed. I just thought, oh, it's kind of in the neighborhood. Let me stop in for lunch at Providence Medical Center. So I just walked down to the green. Took my well, I just you walked down, walked down and had some a black cod like last week. I saw a back and forth between you and Tommy Habits talking about this very thing because <laughs> he was at the hospital eating something delicious. Yeah, so. it's it's it's. it's you can't beat that price, silver, man. Silver lining. Hey, may I ask what kind of food your father liked? Uh, he Well, toward the end, I was trying to feed him as much protein as possible. So No, just generally in yeah, life. He, so, was, like, I'd feed him steak and crab and sashimi. He'd eat rice. Just trying to get him as much And before pro- you were feeding calories. him, what did he, what what kind of... Ooh, palate did he have? That's a very good question. He uh, does, he didn't he didn't eat anything. Does your much. palate come from your dad? No, no. He didn't he didn't necessarily like eating fancy food. It just didn't really appeal to him. Hmm. So, so what did he think about your adventures? He was just he he said whatever you want to do, just go ahead and do it. Sort of. When you said you were going to eat sixteen dinners in three days in San Francisco, oh, he didn't. Well, like, by that roll time, I, by that time, he wasn't really cognizant. He had Alzheimer's, so he didn't really wasn't cognizant of what that meant. So the answer to that question is not. I mean, there is no answer to that question. But he he just he liked food. I mean, but he wasn't that particular. Uh, Speaking of new, well, no, we're not really speaking of new restaurants. But anyway, Tanner Creek Tavern, which is owned by David Machado, and the executive chef there is Trevor Payne, Mm -hmm. who worked with Eric Van Clay at Taylor Rail Works and Little Bird. Eric, excuse me, Trevor has a chance to now run his own kitchen. I've gone a few times, and he's doing a really nice job there. I know I, you talked about it last time. Yeah, I loved my meal there, and it's a, Fried beets. It's a nice spot. Fried beets with ranch. They were Bo- fantastic. Bougie. 
Yeah, uh, fr- it's blue cheese, right? Yeah, it's blue cheese dressing, fried beets. Mm-hmm. Then I also had uh, another dish I liked is the scallops with caramelized apples. They have a new pastry chef, so he's doing some. I think his name's Guy King. He's doing some um, solid work. I had a peanut butter chocolate mousse there. It sounds really good. Uh, about ten days ago. Nice and simple. Yep. Uh, let's see what else is going you know, on. Can I ask you something? Yeah. This was your first feast experience, was it not? Yeah. How was your feast experience? Uh, he, here's the deal. What happened was it was the Wednesday. There was a pre-launch. Were you there at the? There at the oh, yeah, I saw you. I was just, you, Missy, and I. I saw saw yeah, you Wednesday that's night. When I punched that woman in the face what? by mistake. You did not. I was telling a story. And who's, I, who fa- whose face did you punch? Uh, I, uh, it was the woman who, who who's the ambassador for Pellegrino. Oh, nice job, man! Northwest. Well, I've been wanting to meet her. <laughs> well, and there you go. Yeah, to... I like I got like bottled I like sparkling water, dude. Yeah, well, um, that's no freebies ran, for you. I ran into her at Bar Casavale <laughs> that night, and she she was great. She said, uh, we, she's, "Oh, there you are again," and she had her girlfriend there, and she, and she said, had an ice my, pack on her face. This is she said, "This is my attorney here," <laughs> and uh, it was pretty funny. I was telling a story to Matt Iman. Uh, at the you know at, on Wednesday, and I was being animated, and I just whacked my fist out, and this woman walked right into it, mm, and she was right she it. was in pain. So um, it was it was pretty crazy story. So that was one of my few days at feast. Well, then, well, the pro- well, and again, I hate to bring my father again into it, but my father went to the hospital that Friday of feast. So oh, and what what would happen is I spend you know the mornings, afternoons, and early nights with my father, and then. It'd be like nine o'clock at night, and they had someone watching over him the rest of the night. And what would happen is I would just leave and just instead of going home to an empty house, I would go to like uh, usually a feast after party. I, I saw I, you at, at uh, uh, Ava Jean's. That was Thursday. Yeah, that was that was Thursday. He still hadn't been in. The All right. Yeah, he was actually not doing that poorly. It happened very quickly. Um, but I would mostly. Friday, Saturday, and Friday and Saturday, I was at Hon Oak for after parties. So I was mostly doing that just to get a, just to, to find some Chill distraction. Chill out a little bit. Yeah. Chill out, find some distraction. Well, you could have walked into my fist, too. Oh. That would have been the punch you in the face. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was, her name was Donna, by the way, and she was so nice about it. There was, I uh, one thing I did do is I stopped in one night before the dinner of, it was Enrique Olvera. From Puyo and Cosme, David Thompson from Nam, Andy Ricker, Jose Chesa, and am I missing some? Oh, Danny Soto Innes, who's a, who works for Chef Olvera at Cosme, and it was the five of them doing a dinner at Chesa, form the location formerly housed that housed Chesa, and I I just stopped in, took some pictures, then went back home. Um, I heard that dinner was fantastic. I think for the people attending, that might be their Portland dinners of the year. Mm-hmm. Jose said he's never um, been as honored to cook with so many wonderful people. as, And uh, that's no slight to all the other wonderful dinners right. he's done, but he loved it. Because I saw him a few days later. We were flying right. together, um, and he loved that dinner. So I regret not having eaten at that dinner. I know you're going to Mexico City in March of next year. Well, we have to. We just talked to David. We're moving that because of the uh, the earthquake. 
we're going to be doing that in late October. Oh, instead. Okay. So we're still doing it. Okay. Just a little later. Well, I'm going to I'm going to Mexico City soon. So. Oh, good. I don't know why. Why are you moving? The earthquake just happened. I don't know. Is there a lot of damage? There's some is, damage, and there's some psychological damage of people thinking, you know, do they want to go down there then? And oh, okay. but there's some damage that's gonna that might get in the way of all the things we want to do. Uh, doesn't scare me. See, no, see, I don't see, think it should scare anybody. See you, Chevejo, Elvera. But also, we're at, yes. we're at kind of a short period of time right. to get. Yeah, that was that was a quick turnaround. Yeah, so we, now we have a year, so okay. we'll be doing that with. David Briggs of Court, you want to help me here? Chocolato de David. There you go. De David, the day. Got to get that right. And Catherine Mantarola yeah. will be going. You got to come on one. Yeah, you won't come on one of these trips. Catherine was the one who showed me around Mexico City the fir- my first trip there a few years ago. And she, she, and she, she, yeah, she, she dined with me in every single restaurant. Oh, fantastic. Yep. So you've had that experience. She was living Some in Mexico City at the time. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been to Mexico. This is my third time in five years. So would you say it's worthwhile for people to join us to come down there? You bet. I love Mexico City. Cool. Yep. You haven't been to Barcelona yet. No. Do you have any desire to go to Mex- to Spain? No. I'm looking forward to maybe London next year. Okay. So, yeah, quick trip. I'll tell you what was awesome was Sicily. That was fun. Why? Uh, it's just so Italian. And... Uh, it's everything that you would think out of Goodfellas, like the fish markets. I don't know if you saw the little the video I posted, but I mean, it's loud and they're throwing things around and everything is so fresh and wonderful. And the wineries were the experiences at the wineries. You know, I'm not a big wine person, but I really enjoyed it. And most of them had an olive oil component to it, which was good too. And just really beautiful. It was a beautiful time of year. The food had... Olive oil component, or the wine? Well, <laughs> no, no. The, the the tastings we were doing. Oh, we were doing. Oh, you doing olive oil and then olive, olive oil, oil tastings? Yeah, at the same time, and yeah, the, all the food has an olive oil component. Yeah, but um, it was it was just great. I really it, enjoyed. It. it was my first trip to Italy since I was thirteen. Is this so. off the Mediterranean, right? Is the Mediterranean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So warm water fish, like Branzino. I mean, had a lot of Branzino. I think we had that the first night. Yes, yeah. we had some Branzino. Yeah. But I wasn't. <clears throat> I was a little lost because Ostri, who I go with, or um, she was very much in her element, and I, it was the only dining experiences I've ever had where she'd start talking to someone at the next table, and for forty-five minutes, I'd be out of the conversation, just trying to understand what they're talking about and stay away from my phone. Oh, so it was okay. great. I had a good time. Yeah, but I'd love to. I'd love to travel with you over there sometime. It'd be fun. Oh God, dude, I'm gonna. I'd, we'd strangle each other. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to be together every day, okay. but just a couple of days hanging out would be kind of fun. Couple of go, take you to some of the places I like. Okay. We went to one dinner in Barcelona. I would have loved. Yeah, I would have loved to have heard what you had to say about cooking in motion, which was a pop up, uh, run by a, a chef by the name of Sebastian Mazzola, who used to cook at Tickets. He was one of the first chefs at Tickets who started that operation. And then things didn't work out, and he started his little pop-up. And so the reason it's called Cooking in Motion is they're all over the world, bouncing all over the place doing these pop-ups. But their home turf is in Barcelona. And this, you wouldn't even know. It's a, you know, in like the fourth floor of this terrible-looking building. Um, and they did a sake pair dinner oh. that was truly wonderful. And it was just enjoyable. The whole experience of having the whole table, the whole place to ourselves, we weren't with anybody else, and uh, it was all relaxed. You had to take your shoes off, walk around. It was really nice. 
Oh, I've been to the Crown so I get, well, last thing. Two, two, two quick last things. Nora and Teen, right now, her dessert set at Tusk is truly the best she's done maybe ever. Not Most definitely the best she's ever done at Tusk. But she's just, she's killing the desserts right now at Tusk. There's ricotta apple fritters, sticky toffee date cake, and a pluot and, pluot and fig canafee? Canafee. Canafee. So go to Tusk, eat Nora's desserts. The Crown, again, I think I go to the Crown every two weeks, seemingly. And uh, the funny thing is, they have this, they have this like $5 Imperial Chicken Bites snack. It's like the best effing deal in town. Five bucks. Then I went there on Saturday. I'm looking for it. And I said, oh my God, $9. This is a misprint. Then no, we can give it. It's like $5 was just, we just, it just, we were losing money on it. So we had to charge something that was more appropriate. But my God, I had it nailed. I think, oh, that was one of the best deals in time. Five bucks for all this chicken. It was so good. Now it's $9. It's, it's less, of a, less, of a, less of a deal, less of a steal. But I had a steal for all of you. But they, 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 they realized it was too much of a steal. So sorry about that. But it's still really good. The Imperial Chicken Bites at the Crown. Loving the Crown. Had more of a crown on Saturday night. Cool. Can I mention one event locally that'll happen yes. next next week? The pro it's this is airing on October thirtieth. I'm assuming. Yep. And one of the breakfasts will be will have already been done. But there's this thing called the Breakfast Club, and three restaurants are part and chefs of those restaurants are part are participating next week. It's October thirtieth through November second. Uh, the three restaurants are. Uh, Nong's, Kalmangai, Tusk, and Kachka. I the, the events start at 8 a.m., run to 10.30 p.m., $30. A.m. or p.m.? A, oh, excuse me, to a, a, uh, 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Right. Um, and it's $30. Go, Eater just announced these events. I had not heard of them. They sound very intriguing. The Kashka one, especially mm -hmm. Bonnie doing Bonnie Morales, a chef, a chef owner of Kashka, doing breakfast. That one's on Thursday at 8 a.m. The other two, I don't know, one of them is on October 30th, so you'll, sorry, man, uh, too late. But there'll be two events left. Go to Eater PDX, it's called Breakfast Club. Think they're still going to be available? I doubt it. I don't know. Eight, during the weekdays, 8 a.m. on the weekdays? That's a good time for if, if a week ends, I would say, yeah, it, it probably it most likely would be gone. Uh, but during you know during the weekdays at eight a.m., harder sell. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. Welcome. It's nice that you can come by. We, it's possible we might see you in the studio more often. Yes. 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 Good. And everybody else, thanks for coming by. Today. Oh, thank you all. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupans, unsurpassed quality. From the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest Bounty in Portland, West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years, Zupans Markets. And by... 
Ristretto Roasters. With five locations throughout Portland, Ristretto Roasters offers some of the finest locally roasted coffee in the city with gorgeous environments and service with big smiles. Let Ristretto make your day better with a cup or two of great coffee or beans to go. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. Right